What's your biggest business challenge? Past, current, or future? I'm Todd Dills, and in this edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast, we'll be doing something of a lightning round with answers from four adverse businesses. One truck livestock hauler, several years into trucking with his own authority, veteran team hauling van freight, yet working through some of the same challenges as the much younger, less well-versed livestock hauler in a certain way. We'll talk to a small fleet owner concerned about the prospects of regulatory change and dealing with the difficulties that come with growth, and a heavy hauling owner, Rob, who's second generation in the family business and is seeing growth limitations predicated on just one thing, the difficulty contracting with independents to the level necessary to move all the possible freight they could under contract with their customers. It's a picture of trucking that emerged from conversations at the Walcott Truckers Jamboree two weeks ago at Iowa 80 Truck Stop in Iowa. We ended up getting a couple teams. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but the um, the flatbed side and the septic side is um, extremely hard to come across right now. It was at home. I mean, it was close. It was local, yeah. It wasn't like you were off in Wyoming somewhere and something happened. Yeah, so. well, in other words, putting money aside. Uh, paying all your bills towards the truck, and then what's left, then you pay yourself. Failing, because <laughs> yeah. it's so hard paying for your own fuel out of your pocket. Trying. It's a Midwest mecca for the kind of camaraderie among owner-operators you don't find anywhere, other than one of the myriad truck shows happening for the spring, summer, and fall all around the country, and there was no shortage of that here too. So hang on tight. Before we jump into it with livestock hauler Christopher Young, who was showing a 2021 custom Peterbilt 389 in the super truck contest there. Here's a word from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. First Guard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner operators done right. As we've done for more than 80 years, we provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not First Guard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to firstguard.com. That's one guardcom First Guard, we speak trucker. Let's talk. Well, I'm Chris Freeman, um, 29, from Shellsburg, Iowa. What's been your biggest uh, kind of challenge, I guess, business-wise? Um, getting here, started. Here first like, year, the okay. first, like when you're first getting started on authority, that was my biggest challenge. Um, my other one was... Like what about <clears> it? I mean, what... what? Afraid of failing, because <laughs> yeah. it's so hard paying for your own fuel out of your pocket, trying to... Uh, trying to make that money to be able to afford the house because I have I bought my first truck I was like 22 right <clears throat> and uh, well I had a house at the time I was buying living by myself yeah um, I just had a hard time get, just getting that that first year you just got that hump you got to cross over and it, that was a challenge um you got the insurance and everything oh, the insurance keeps going up yeah. um, it was just that was the hardest part again was just getting started yeah. and then after that it's just been I mean, that's smooth. You have your up and downs, break, and then the breakdowns cost, and yeah. just mainly breakdown, breakdown, failing, and yeah. getting started. It's, yeah. You always have that in, in the beginning, and here we are. Last year was rough. This year, we're actually doing pretty good. Yeah. It's been really good. We're busy, I'm super busy, uh, and uh, trying not to take too much advantage of it. But right. the, like I said, the COVID makes a big, big challenge because everybody's not buying much and. So were you hauling livestock throughout that? No, I was actually pulling flatbed when flat COVID bed, hit. Man. I was running the East Coast, and oh, that, that, that was right? miserable. I've never actually wanted to, like, yeah. just quit because it was so hard. I mean, it. Uh, I mean, wearing the mask, yeah, wear it, okay. But yeah, right. 
you step out of your truck, someone's yelling at you. So it was hard to, and it was nice when people were like, oh my God, we need the truckers. Then yeah. three months afterwards, they're it didn't like, last long. no, they're like, they, they didn't care about us anymore. So that was the real tough part. But she, Miranda, actually talked, said, hey, just calm down, take a deep breath. Young made reference there to his significant other, Miranda Eggers, at the show in Walcott with him. I took a week off just to re get that mindset, recharge my mind, and, and here, and it helped. <clears throat> she convinced me to take more vacations because I, I never, I never liked vacations, and now she's got me convinced to take more. And so now we go on more vacations together. Um, be, here's a funny story. Like this is our first show at to get just both of us at a show. Yeah. We were supposed to come last year, then COVID hit. Yeah. The year before that, I was working. The year before that, it hurt my eye, so I couldn't see, so I stay home. And the year before that. I've had like some other family deal to go to. Right. So we missed like like five of them in a row. Right. So right. we were just glad to actually be here and actually have fun. I grew up, all I did is work. It's all I grew up from right. from farming. That's all you did and no vacation. No such thing as vacation. And right. her family takes a lot. And she, her dad drives truck actually. Right. And we talk quite a bit and he, it's like, hey, calm down. We'll do this, do this, do this. And mm -hmm. uh, overcoming fears and stuff. And, right. Sure. And it's it's a good thing. I mean, it. I overcome a lot. I get learned a lot. Um, I actually, I pre, like, I can't say I can't take all the credit. My buddy Dylan helped me a lot on sure. getting started and helping me out, teaching me things. All my friends. Um, I had a buddy here last night. He, like, he made that diecast toy that I have. He was sure. here helping. Um, he What's let me, his name? His name's Josh Harthner, okay. and uh, he helped me. Uh, he let he let me borrow his parents. Let me borrow their shop. Put this in there and. He's helped me park in there, work on it. And right, right. All my, I appreciate everybody that helped me to actually get get to where I am today. Yeah. I can't say a lot to all of them. I've actually met, I got a good friend that lives eight miles from my house. We met on the road and we're good friends. There's a definite challenge overcome in that, no doubt. A very basic one for many a truck owner and or driver facing what you might call burnout, for lack of a better term. Young's one truck livestock hauling operation is not the only business where that's a risk factor, of course. I also talked to a small fleet owner showing in the Super Truck Show who regular listeners may well remember from past coverage. He was one of nine semi-finalist owners last year in our Small Fleet Champ competition and has been on something of a growth spurt in the last year. I'm Rob Hallahan from La Crosse, Wisconsin, and I own Hallahan Transport. We're a small carrier that we keep growing, going up and down. Twelve trucks right now, though, right? Uh, 12 drivers right now. Drivers. Yeah, we're back down to nine trucks. Okay. Nine trucks and 12 drivers. Do you have, do you have teams? I do, yeah. Okay. I have teams and then I have a fleet owner that he, he teams with somebody and then another guy jumped in his truck. He's driving the truck now. He The other guy's looking for another truck. Okay. And so last year and a half, two years, we've added a couple of extra company trucks, hired on a couple more owner operators. We ended up getting a couple teams. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple people come and go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's it's trucking, you know. It's right. like every company. Right. I mean, freight wise, um, are you still working with the same people? Or are you yeah, new yeah, we're still doing brokers? we're still doing a lot of the same stuff. I okay. mean, it's Hallahan Transport typically pulls drive-in freight, and Rob was showing his jokes on you new build at Walcott but you'll hear about more in the coming weeks. The custom 2022 Peterbilt 389 is also a finalist in Overdrive's Pride and Polish Awards competition, 
in both limited mileage and interior categories, and it's a beauty. He worked with a variety of suppliers on it, but heavily with Sioux Falls Peterbilt. Find pictures of it and other Pride and Polish finalists via overdriveonline.com slash custom hyphen rigs. We got into reefers now, you know, we, we did that one when COVID hit, you know, we kind of got into the reefer a little bit. So we have uh, three reefers, but we only run two of them. Okay. Uh, we got the spare. It's a, it's actually a fleet owner that he owns the reefers. Okay. And then he leased on. He's the one that does the team. Then he'll, then he'll put something in the truck and he goes and works in the oil field. The 389 is Hallahan's personal project truck. He's been out from behind the wheel since last year when growth demanded it. When I asked him about challenges he's having or looking out for, while that growth has been a significant one, he bit on the second part of the question. Here's what he said. I really haven't been worried about much lately. Yeah. I, the last year has just been good. I mean, all the yeah. way around. Right. Um, the, the, the only thing that I can think of right now that I'm kind of concerned about, uh, I just heard uh, maybe last week or the week before that they, they're passing that bill to raise insurance. Oh, right, right. To like $2 million or maybe. something like that. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit worried about that. Yeah. But I mean, not not to the point that I'm, I'm you know, it's going to affect us. But the way it's going to affect us is we're going to raise our rates. You know, we're not going to we're not going to take that cost. Right. If my if my insurance goes up, so are my rates. You recalculate you know? the recalculate and the formula. I kind of try to look at things like a better, you know, like the bright side of things. Well, if that's the case, we're going to raise our rates, and the people that don't raise their rates are going to end up failing and they're going to be gone and it's going to weed out all the people that are basically cutting the rates yeah. you know it happens it ha what with COVID hit you know it's like these guys all started they started hauling really cheap and everything and the next thing you know they're gone and rates went back up you know well, our rates stayed the same we just wouldn't we wouldn't haul it yeah and we out. didn't we didn't have to park you right. know you just hold out and they'll end up paying it that that's got me a little bit concerned on what's going to happen with that insurance you know yeah um, i mean because it will be it could be substantial it could be a substantial cost yeah uh, increase and, and, and yeah. not that i'm concerned not that i'm concerned about like that you know i'll raise I'll, I'll raise our rates to cover the cost of our insurance but i'm also going to piss off customers yeah when they go well why is the why is that your rate now well because of my insurance you know if you want us to haul it, yeah. I got to make up for the expense somewhere, yeah. and and the customers aren't going to like that. They're going to want to find, oh well, we can get so and so to do. Okay, well, go have so and so do it. But when they sell their truck, call me back, and my rate's going to be even higher. You know, because that's what happens. That's how business works. The proposal to increase liability minimums to two million from seven hundred fifty thousand currently sits in the House uh, Infrastructure Package. The Senate, meanwhile appears to be ignoring the House chamber, more or less, in its own fractious and currently seemingly stalled efforts at a bipartisan negotiation on an infrastructure uh, package. So where that all will go is pretty much up in the air at this point. Next, I talked to 29-year-old Aaron Walters, owner-operator with his father of Walters Transport Service out of Pipestone, Minnesota. He was showing a 2019 heavy haul outfitted Peep 389. In addition to Aaron's truck, the company contracts with independent owner-operators who pull their heavy haul trailers on wind energy projects, among other things. 
Technically, I work for my dad, but I work for myself. I own my own truck and trailer. Um, we're just a two-truck operation right now. Um, yeah, there's only two trucks in the uh, under Walters, and we have a few guys that um, that pull our trailers and um, leased you know, on. No, not like not really leased on. They have their own their own authority, but okay. They uh, they haul they pull our trailers and then they haul our loads too. So. I think I think we started this business back like 12 years ago or so, okay. something, something like that. Is your dad, right? Your yeah, dad. right. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't drive anymore. He just runs the office now. Okay. So, yep. Yeah, just me out here for Walters. Roy Walters is Aaron's father's name and came from the reefer side prior to starting the heavy haul business 12 years ago, as owner operator Aaron Walters mentioned. When I asked about his big business challenges, the owner's response keyed on the current environment. With plenty of freight and sometimes difficulty having the people in place necessary to haul it. I've got a few irons in the fire to address that, however, as you'll hear. So, like within the past year, our biggest challenge is actually finding enough um, enough trucks to even cover some of our loads and whatnot. Okay. Like for our cranes, um, I don't know what it is, but the um, the flatbed side and the septic side is um, extremely hard to come across right now. I think it's just guys that are, um, they're kind of fed up with the, the current, or, I mean, you know, with the, the low rates of, um, of, of, um, of loads and whatnot, so they're kind of sticking to their guns. Yeah, a, lot, um, a lot of people are holding out for, for higher, higher rates. Exactly, and, yep. Or, or they've, or maybe, I mean, I've, I've heard about a lot of guys moving into different areas of, of freight mm -hmm. uh, that may have previously done flatbed work oh, yeah. COVID came along. And, a lot of that dried up and they started hauling uh, groceries. Mm -hmm. Even like <laughs> well, the oil field deal, yeah. yeah or same what thing. have you. Yeah, I'd say that's probably been our biggest challenge is finding a, just finding drivers basically, okay. or guys that want to work, you know. Yeah. We have loads for guys um, if they choose to, <laughs> if they choose to haul them. Right. Um, if not, then, then I guess we'll have to find somebody else. We work directly with the customers, like yeah. the actual, like the actual, uh, yeah, the actual brokers and and right. the companies themselves. Right. So, right. the the other companies they use different brokers um, as well, yeah. as well as us. So right. Right. Whatever right. we don't move, they let the other guys do it. Yeah. You guys don't really have a brokerage authority that you uh, that you you utilize. We're working on that right now. Oh, you yeah. are really. Yeah, we okay. are working on one. Yep. Yep. I mean, that would be a way to. That would certainly be a way to cover those loads. Directly mm -hmm. right. through your own company without just kind of letting them go. Right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's not exactly a brokerage that we're working on. It, 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 it's it's similar, but it's like a forwarding company. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what we're. Yeah. That's kind of what we're working at right now. Gotcha. Yeah. What's your father's name? Roy. Roy? Walters. Roy yep. Walters. Cool. And he said he just started this up uh, 12 years ago. Right? The heavy haul side. Yeah, we actually had another business before uh, doing river freight that he started back when he was early 20s or so okay and that so, would have been when the 80s or 90s or yeah i would say late 80s or so okay mid 80s from reefer to heavy haul oh yeah that's a uh, <laughs> big big that's change big yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the Asheville, alabama based owner operator team you'll hear from next has been through similarly big changes through a long career that stretches back decades they're leased to Landstar now. We're showing their 2007 Freightliner Coronado with a custom extended sleeper, fit with more of the creature comforts of a veritable home on the road. 
It's a beautiful rig you'll also see more of in the days to come. My name is uh, Michael Wallace. I was born down there in Miami, Florida. And I came out the Marine Corps in 93 and started trucking ever since. Uh, it's my third truck. Uh, all three of them, fortunately, was a freight liner, Detroit engine, something I got familiar with. So when our second truck, the FLD 120, started having problems, I always go to the shop, get it taken care of. So my wife decided, so let's just get a newer truck. Because when our last kid got out of school and was going to go into service, I told her we'd come back driving cross country. We saw the Freightliner Coronado, uh, it was the first time I ever seen it. And okay. I said, I want that truck, that color, fully loaded. And my idea was to make it different than the other Coronados that you'll see out on the street. Sure. So that was our first step of trying to you know, make a transition. Yeah. And I'm Jackie Wallace. I've been driving since 96. Okay. Got my lesson in 96. I uh, went to a school that would allow him to train me because okay. I wasn't too keen on being in the truck with somebody else that I didn't know. So sure. he trained me and we took 10 years off. He drove local at home and then we okay. came back out in 08 and been and out yes. here. Every Yep, been here ever since, and it's just the best job I've ever had. I mean, <laughs> I love it. When I asked the pair about significant challenges, as with owner-operator Chris Young, Jackie and Michael reached back into the recent past to the story of a big challenge overcome. It ends up being a sort of lesson in the mastery of business acumen any inspiring owner-operator might do well to heed. You'll hear a reference to Michael coming off the road at a certain point. He spent that time doing porthole work during which time he bought his first truck. We eventually had to put a new engine in the truck. Oh, you did? Okay. And that's, I mean, you're talking about a big sum of money all at one time. Yeah. So it's no longer a fear now because we've already done yeah. it. But when you think about, oh man, when I had to put the engine in. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to set money aside. A lot of owner operators, I mean, I, I think when they get their checks, their settlements, they think all that money is theirs, but you definitely have to put money aside for things like that, and you can't just spend it all. You gotta get ready for that yeah. event. Yeah, right? yeah. There's just a lot of them, though. I, I try to help them more or less, you know, in the sense of education, educating them, but almost everybody come out here considered to be somewhat of an adult, you know, and yeah. you know, some of the companies, you know, I mean, that's their business, they conduct it as they see fit. They bring them out here, uh, not just some of the younger generation, some of the ones that have been the longest. And you try to tell them, uh, because some of them say, oh, I used to be an owner-operator. And they try to point the finger at the uh, company in which they work for as blaming someone to blame. But as you get to talking to them, the business side of it is that they don't know how to really uh, know, know what it takes to run their truck and how to save money. So in other words, putting money aside, uh, paying all your bills towards the truck, and then what's left, then you pay yourself. So, but a lot of them come out here and they fall face first because they just want to you know have it. Uh, I'm on operator. I got my truck. Okay, what are you doing for maintenance? What are you doing? Just go down because the company no longer want to take care of that uh, repair for you. Yeah. And a lot of them don't have a clue, <laughs> and, and and they lose their truck. But as far as really worrying about something, I mean, I guess because we eased into it nowadays, these young guys. I mean. They're jumping in a lease truck and becoming an owner-operator. I mean, we were offered Early that opportunity career, as right. a company driver, and we're like, no, 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 mm -hmm. we don't know anything about being an owner-operator. So we start in it slow, 
when he went, uh, when he came off the road for 10 years, he, that's when he became owner-operator. Yeah. But it was, he was at home, I mean, it was close. It was local, yeah. It wasn't like yeah. you were off in Wyoming somewhere and something happened. Yeah. So we eased into it. So I guess we learned slow. So that made it a little easier as we got to the point where we are now. Right. So I don't really have any real fear. Michael added more to that with echoes of owner-operator Young again. I mean, it, it's not a fact. I used to be a workaholic. I never took a day off. Right. And then when she was with me and she said, well, you know, Mike, you got to take a day off. You got to you know, have some time for yourself. I said, well, we got to pay these bills. We got to go, go, go. So the first truck shop I went, the first truck show I went to was Louisville. Real exciting. So after we left that, I said, when is the next truck show? <laughs> so, and we've been going ever since. And when I was a kid, I always did my, I always took care of my bill. I had a, uh, a 73 Super B, the Volkswagen. And I did the same thing I'm doing now. Right. Cleaning, waxing, you know, taking care of it. So, and I told her, you know, when I told her how to drive, when she came out here, I said, now, the first dime, go to this truck. I said, they leave us with no money. I said, because the wheel ain't turning, we ain't making no money. Yeah. But we work, I mean, we're both like yeah. that. It's like work. When it's time to relax, I mean, we don't take real vacations like everybody else to the beach or mountains. Truck shows are vacation. <laughs> right, right. How long did you have you been here? Uh, do you guys get here real early? Like, uh, well, we uh, we kind of worked our way up here. We know what's coming to the show, so we worked our way up here. We took a load up there to. Uh, we went to uh, where our terminal at? Illinois. We went to Rockford, Illinois. Then we went to pick up a load of Wisconsin. From Wisconsin, took us over to Burlington, and we just came on over here. We got lucky. Sometimes we deadheaded to to this show. We deadheaded from Pennsylvania one time wow. <laughs> because we wanted to come, and we said, "Okay, let's go." That's I mean, a long way. But so yeah. we got lucky this time. We were only like and seventy we, uh, miles away. You know, we, we, we met a lot of friends since we've been out here. Oh, truck yeah. drivers, and uh, you know, we we meet up, and you know, we're checking with each other. You coming to the show? And they say, "Yes." Yeah. So we'll meet up here. You know, we try to you know yeah. have spend that time together. You know, so the camaraderie with some of the drivers is nice, you know, but you know, we look forward to that. Challenge number one, figuring out those ways to recharge when it's needed, as in life in general, as in trucking. The Overdrive Radio Podcast is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. The podcast is produced by myself, Todd Dills, with no small amount of support from news editor Matt Cole, social media coordinator Holly Young, and executive editor Alex Lockie. Until the next time you find that extended break, keep it pro out there.